What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Leader Swift Podcast, and welcome to the very first episode. This is such a special day. I'm not going to take too much of your time, but this is actually launching on my 28th birthday. I'm so excited. Do me one favor. just want, You don't got to get me anything, but go ahead and share this podcast with somebody. Text it to a friend. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Leader Swift. Um, get this sent out to your friends. That would be the most amazing birthday present. I'm not going to take up time. We're going to jump straight into this conversation I had with Pastor Josh Gagnon. I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, everybody? I have on the phone an incredible pastor, Pastor Josh Gagnon. Did I say that right, Josh, your last name? Yes, you did. You're nailing it. It's said oh. all different ways, but that works. I know I know who you're talking about. <laughs> so, Josh, you lead um, at Next Level Church. Tell us just a little bit about you, about your leadership journey. Yeah, I'm married to a beautiful bride, my beautiful bride named Jennifer. We've got two sons, Malachi and Nehemiah. And uh, 2008, we started Next Level Church in America's least church region, uh, New England. And um, it was definitely not necessarily where you would choose to go to, to, to see a church grow large. And I actually didn't even really understand where we were. I never went to, to Bible school in the traditional way. I had never been to a church bigger than 200 people. I had never even thought about a church actually starting. It just kind of felt like they always just existed. And so uh, when someone came over to me, I was going through Bible school online. They came over to me and said, hey, listen, have you ever thought of starting a church? And I was like, no. And they said, I think you should think about it. So with $270 and 12 people, including Jennifer and myself, we started Next Level Church and, and uh, in, in a region where where very few churches ever ever able to to stay alive, and we've seen God do incredible things. We have uh, ten locations now in uh, New England, and now we're in Florida, and so it's been a cool story, man. A lot of a lot of growing pains, a lot of resistance, a lot of a lot of learning, but I'm excited uh, where we are today. That is amazing. Yeah, I was just in Boston and heard about your church from some friends, and the influence you guys have in Boston and now in Florida, it is incredible. I, I was walking around Boston and you can just see the spiritually dead in, in, in yeah, Boston. Absolutely. Every pastor I talked to was like, this is where missionaries come to die. Like this is the <laughs> hardest place to do ministry. And then just seeing all what God is doing through you guys at next level is incredible. And, and you're releasing this new book, right? Tell us a little bit about this book. It comes out February 24th? 25th. 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 Uh, my birthday is the yeah. 23rd. So if, if anybody wants <laughs> to get right, me well, a present, they just need to buy your book. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah, we're excited. It's Not Over is the title of the book. And um, it's my first book. We uh, are super excited. It's a book. Not not. It's a book about dreaming, but more than that, it's a book about overcoming past discouragement, overcoming past pain, and really getting to the point in life where we're not allowing our past broken expectations to define our future. And I think as as leaders, I don't know about you, but I know for me, so often I live my life in the shadows of yesterday, 
whether that comes to what I expect God to do in the future. Typically, I expect God to do in the future what I've seen Him do in the past. And, and a lot of times that can create a lot of doubt. It can create smaller dreams. It can call, create smaller prayer life, uh, smaller prayer life. And so, yeah, this book is really just centered around the reality that that God can still do great things in our future. We don't have to live in the in the hurts and disappointments of our past. Yeah, that is so good. And I know it's not specifically a leadership book, but so many leadership principles I just heard in, in what you said. And, and it's so important yeah. when for leaders to dream, right? Uh, yeah. Next, our next level church was a dream came true. Uh, what are some ways that leaders can accomplish those dreams that you talk about specifically in the book? Yeah, we talk about resistance in the book, how resistance is a common denominator. It's part of the recipe for a leader. You know, the reality is, is most leaders or many leaders allow resistance to ground them, but really resistance can be used to help us soar. None of us are going to be absent from resistance, but as leaders, no matter what it is we face, no matter what it is we're going through, we can fight through that resistance. We can allow God to grow us through the pain, grow us through the injuries, grow us in those seasons. And as a result, they'll help us soar to higher higher heights. You know, the reality is a plane doesn't soar, an eagle doesn't soar outside of resistance. And so, yeah, we talk in the book about resistance is, is part of the recipe that we can use it to help us soar. We talk about in the book how, how we can't be stories uh, um, of people who are focusing on what everybody else is doing, but we have to be stories, focus, uh, live out our stories of what God is has put in our heart. And so, you know, so many leaders, I don't know about you, Matt, but I know for me, I compare myself to everybody else. You know, you go on, you know, social media and you feel like really you're accomplishing nothing and, and you can become sidetracked as to what God has called you to accomplish as a leader by focusing on what everybody else is accomplishing. And we talk in the book about not comparing ourselves to other leaders, but being willing to stay true to who it is that God has called us to. And and there's so many leadership principles when it comes to dreaming. One of the things I'm super passionate about is really just how our prayer life as leaders, they really it really parallels our, our dream life. You know, when I started Next Level Church, there were prayers that I prayed that were huge. They were big. They were bold. And then after a certain amount of weekends go by and you see very few people, or after you're praying for that ministry for so long and you're not seeing it happen the way you thought it would happen, for many of us what happens is we grow tired in our prayer life because of what we've experienced in the past. And and really when you look at our, our dreams, they just they really are parallel with our prayer life. And you know, I was talking to a close friend of mine whose child has, has been sick for, for ten years and and she's been praying and praying and praying uh, for him to be healed. And, and and she said that, you know, I asked her what's been the hardest part of the last 10 years. And she said, praying. She said, for the first several years, I prayed with boldness. But you know what? I feel sick when I pray now. I feel hopeless when I pray now. And that's when it hit me that as leaders, as parents, as spouses, as friends, we can't allow the the, the turmoil of our past and the prayers that have gone answered in our past, we can't allow those to determine the boldness of our prayers in the future. And I know that the leaders listening can understand, man, there's probably a day where you prayed for that ministry, you prayed for that opportunity, and you believed in it a little bit bigger than you may today. And nothing's changed. Your God hasn't changed. Just simply the dents that you've taken upon yourself through um, f through expectations that have gone unmet has changed your prayer life. And so in the book, we talk a lot about making sure that our prayers don't weaken, that our faith doesn't weaken, that we don't allow our prayer life to be a skeleton 
um, but we continue to pray with boldness. That is so good. There's so many great things you said in there. One of them um, was actually my favorite quote out of the book is resistance is an inevitable part of the journey towards success. That is such a powerful yeah. statement and how we think about resistance as a leader. Uh, I, so much of what you said is it's so much on the inside is the comparing yeah. can be resistance. Like in the social media culture we live in, it's so easy to compare. Even on a podcast to compare, oh man, but Carrie Newhoff and, and Craig Rochelle comparing just becomes so a part of life now. It's It's so hard to fight against. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I mean, the reality is, is, is we all face resistance and we're all going to face discouragement. One of the things I've been encouraged by and God showed me in writing this book is, is discouragement should be something that we're excited about facing because I've never become discouraged over something that didn't mean anything to me. You know, if you think about it, discouragement is the spiritual evidence that you're still chasing after something you feel passionate about. And, and, and that's something that that I never saw. You know, I thought discouragement was something that should weigh me down and cause me to think about changing paths. But what if discouragement is simply evidence that what I'm still chasing after is a God-given dream in my heart? You know, there are many things I no longer am passionate about. There are many things I fail at. You know, when I go out today uh, or tomorrow or whenever to play golf and I hit a bad shot, I get frustrated in the moment, but that doesn't cause sickness of the soul. That doesn't cause sickness, discouragement. I'm over it in no time. Why? Because it's not something that matters. But when I'm going through a season with one of my dreams, whether it's next level church or overcoming insecurity that I face personally, whether it's something in a relationship and forgiveness, a dream to forgive somebody that I'm having a hard time forgiving, whatever it looks like, and I feel discouraged in that season, man, I no longer feel beat up. I no longer feel like I need to be defeated. But discouragement, I've allowed it to now start teaching me, hey, if you're discouraged by that, it's spiritual evidence. It's something that you still need to fight forward in. Yeah, that's so good. And and you talked a lot about prayer throughout this book, which I love because for me, praying has always been the hardest spiritual discipline for myself. Um, it was easy for me to get into the Bible and read it and kind of some of these other disciplines we talk about. But prayer, it became so monotonous. It became like, this is what I do before I eat and before I go to bed. But it wasn't it wasn't real. It wasn't genuine. And so for me, what helped me, like I literally got the word pray tattooed on my wrist. So now every time well, I look down at my hands, I'm reminded, let me stop and let me pray. And, and mm. so, and I think that fits so well with leadership because the one of the toughest things as a leader to lead ourselves well is discipline. And, and that's what it takes to pray consistently and, and all of these other things. So I thought what you said was so good. I love that dreams in in the discouragement resistance in prayer all of those things are so key as leaders yeah absolutely i mean for me i think prayer you know has always been an interesting conversation because you hear some people they get up in the morning and they pray for an hour and um my personality uh would not allow for that <laughs> i can i can pray for a good few minutes at once but i've tra i've taken prayer and realized that you know, someone who prays isn't necessarily someone who prays for an hour at a time, but it can be someone who prays constantly throughout the day. And so my discipline is making sure that, that there are, you know, dozens of moments where I have a conversation with God throughout the day, because my personality and others, others are different, but my personality with, 
you know, seeing squirrels every moment and just, you know, being bouncing around from point to point. You know, I don't have this focus, a uh, personality that can focus for, for a long time on one thing. And so, um, yeah, I think prayer and dreams and, and tapping into the, the presence of God is still the ultimate, ultimate way to see our God-given dreams become a reality. Absolutely. This is going to be an incredible book for so many. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get this for my entire team and for us to talk about it. Um, let's, let's end it with this. If you could encourage a leader today, um, that could be young, could be old about their dreams, just in a sentence or two, what would you say? A sentence or two. (laughs) I've never said anything in a sentence or two, but I can tell you, uh, what I would say to any leader when it comes to dreams, my kids love Legos and, um, we go into the Lego store at times and they pick out a Lego set. The last one they picked out had 4,124 pieces. And I thought, there's no way you're going to finish it. They said, come on, dad. And when you look at the outside of a Lego box, it has an amazing picture on it. It's the picture of a completed Lego set. And for many of us leaders, what we see in our heart is a completed Lego set. When God gives you a dream, it comes as a completed picture in your heart. You can see it. I saw Next Level Church well before it ever became a reality. I could see that dream. We could see that relationship restored. We can see that ministry started, exploding, right? It's a Lego box experience in our heart. We see it. God gives it to us that way. When my kids get home with the Lego set, they open up the Lego box, and all the pieces fall to the table. And now they have 4,124 steps of obedience, discipline, resistance, pain, excitement, prayer, trust faithfulness, 4,124 pieces to step-by-step put together. So I would encourage every leader to remember, you may see the dream in your heart, but it's going to take you being faithful to take each piece in every season and be faithful to continue building what God put in your heart. It won't happen overnight, but long-term obedience in the same direction will allow you to see your dreams come true. Wow, that is so good. Um, Josh, where can they find you online if they wanted to hear more, hear some of your messages? Where can they find you? Yeah, let me look at a piece. Let me look at this piece of paper because I just started Instagram. My publisher made me start all these things. <laughs> um, so, Pastor Josh Gagnon is Instagram uh, at Josh Gagnon is Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Pastor Josh Gagnon. I pastor Next Level Church. So my messages are there. Of course, it's not overbook dot com and uh, anywhere books are sold they can pick up the book and i can uh i can i can thank them now in advance for for going on a journey with me i feel like god will use it in great ways thank you so much josh and everybody go go get this book buy it for your team this is going to be a game-changing book i'm excited thank you so much josh thanks man 